it really comes down to three guys, I got to believe. You got to say to yourself, all right, we've got Le'Veon Bell missing two games, though, so you'll only get him for 11 games before the playoff. Eddie Lacy and Adrian Peterson. I mean, after that, you know, Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, you know, there's some other guys, Jeremy Hill. Those are, you know, sort of four, five, six, and seven in my book. I have to say that I have the number one pick, and everybody in my league, listen up. So who's ever picking number two, I'm making my commitment right now. I'm picking <laughs> Adrian Peterson. The guy has basically a year off from football, and he should be rested because the guy was toting the rock a lot, got a lot of carries, a lot of tread on those tires. Plus, give him North Turner as an offensive coordinator, and remember what North did with LaDainian Tomlinson. Remember what he did with Emmitt Smith. And those Vikings running backs, Matt Asiata and Jarrett McKinnon, actually combined to have decent, very decent stats last 10 year. fantasy season, yeah. Exactly. They were seven, I think. So if you throw a healthy Adrian Peterson behind that line, Teddy Bridgewater knows what he's doing now. He's a little bit uh, you know, less wet behind the ear. North Turner's his guy. Kyle Rudolph is healthy. You know, hopefully those receivers can take a little bit of the load off. Adrian Peterson, AP, AD. All day. That's my number one pick. Well, listen, I don't have the number one pick this year in any of my leagues, but that's okay. I would say without a doubt, and plus one thing you didn't mention, Mike Wallace will take the top off the defense. The safety is going to have to come over. Plus, Kadaro Patterson is no slouch. Um, And, you know, they've got other nice receivers too, like Chris um, Charles Johnson, but also another guy that play receiver. Exactly. Plus, you bet on Adrian Peterson because he feels that he's been wronged and disrespected. And to me, a sort of ornery, upset AP. I'll take AD all day. I agree with you. I think without a doubt he'd be the number one pick. One thing that we should talk about before we get into the rankings, in any way whether it be Luck or Rogers, would you think it's possible or plausible for someone to say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to take, take Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck number one in their league. You know what? It's not outrageous. I wouldn't do it because that's my personal strategy, but right. if you think there's two quarterbacks that are head and shoulders above the rest. And, and you've got to figure age is catching up to Manning and Breeze. So there's a gap between the top two quarterbacks and the next five, you know, including Matt Ryan and some others in there. We can get into that. Well, maybe not in terms of fantasy points, though, the difference, because Big Ben is right there, too, and the Steelers' offense, you know what? even Big without. Ben. So maybe there's three. Maybe it's Ben, right. uh, you know, not so distant third, but he's definitely a third behind Luck and Rodgers. So, you know, they're going to – two of the three, and maybe even all three, but two of the three are going to go in the first round. So I think that Luck and Rodgers are going to go in the first round. I project them to go, you know, six to ten. Uh, so it's not crazy Ooh, if you that's do that right. number one. I do. I think so. Again, depending on okay. your scoring, depending on what kind of league you have. But I do think so. So I wouldn't do it. So I wouldn't pick I Rodgers agree. before five or six. But but I, he might go top three in some leagues or luck now that you know now that Jordy Nelson is down. I have luck ahead of Rodgers, even though Rodgers is the best player in football. I have luck ahead of him on a fantasy because you can't just replace Jordy Nelson. It's really hard. Hold on, I think we have a uh, we have a caller. Uh, let's see if this caller wants to talk and and help us kick off our fantasy football show. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Hi, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Good, good. Good. Uh, so I had a question uh, in regards to drafting Rob Gronkowski. Um, okay. He's been ranked pretty high, normal, you know, especially this year. I know I'm drafting seventh in a, in a league on on Sunday, 
And I'm wondering if that's too high to draft him in a, in a standard league. I'm nor- I normally go running back. Uh, oh, you mean you so, want to draft him in the first round, number seven? That's what I had. A lot of people have him going fifth, sixth, seventh. I think it's too Let high. Me ask, is, he a P- is it a PPR league? No, it's a standard league, but passing touchdowns are four points. Ooh. Receiving touchdowns okay. are four points. Oh, uh, no, no, passing. Quarterback. But Glock's going to yeah. get his six for his receiving touchdowns. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Well, what I – Go ahead. Uh, let Go me ahead. take a shot at this, right? Let me. I'll tell you this, right? Uh, first of all, Calder, what's your name? Uh, my name is Peter. I'm from Boston. Okay. All right, Peter. Well, listen, I'm, I'm sure you're a big Gronk fan, and you should be because he's awesome. Whether Brady is there or not, the quarterback will throw to him all day, every day. My only problem is at running back, the way the league is working, there's so many teams that split carries. At number seven, I think you could get Lynch, Hill, or DeMarco Murray. And I would rather get one of those guys or even a Shady McCoy and hope on the wraparound that your other guys in the league get a little drunk with some of these sexy receivers and maybe take yep. a Andrew Luck or Rodgers. And then on that wraparound, I believe if you're in a 10-team or 12-team league, Gronk will be there for you in the second round. That's yeah, how I would do it. I've noticed there are a lot of these wide receivers and, like, Gronk have been going real early where I usually draft running backs, so I just wanted your opinion. Wow. Well, that's well, a great call. I, look, I, I, I don't I, – you know, call me old school, but I have a philosophical problem taking a tight end, you know, at number seven uh, just because he'll get a lot of red zone looks, but – I don't know that he'll have as much production even as one of the top wide receivers out there. And so you got to figure at seven, you're looking at potentially getting a, you know, a Des Bryant, Demarius Thomas from a wide receiver standpoint. From a from a running back standpoint, you're probably looking at, like Tay said, Marshawn Lynch, um, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Hill from Cincinnati. So I, I think those guys maybe not, they won't be number one at their position, but I think it's a better value pick than taking any tight end at seven. So, you know, it's a funny thing is if you're in Boston, I don't know if your league is a Boston league, somebody might scoop him up just because, you know, that hometown, uh, you know, the hometown hero, Gronk. So he may not be there. Are you in a 10-team or a 12-team league? It's, it's a 12-team league. It is Boston. It is a you know, hometown yeah, yeah, so yeah. somebody's going to be, you know, you're going to be in there with a bunch of Patriot fans. So what I will tell you this is probably he won't be there on the wraparound, you know, in the second round just because could somebody be. might take it. could him. be. Hey, but, Peter, guess what? It's okay. If you really want a great tight end, believe you me, Russell Wilson and Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, will be throwing the Jimmy Graham in the goal line a ton. And you know Graham – is, you know, very close to Gronk in terms of the stats. And I think Russell Wilson and Graham are going to have a very big season together. So you could always scoop him as your second-round pick, you know, if you really wanted a top tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah, how do you guys feel about taking one of those wide receivers at seven rather than taking a running back? I just know running backs are so, you know, they're like, it's hard to get a good running back. Usually they're limited compared to the number of wide receivers that are out there. Did you take like an Antonio Brown? Or well, no, over like a Marshawn Lynch yeah. or someone like that, or no? Okay, well, look, I, you know, I'm biased. I'm a Steeler fan, Peter, so I would say Brown definitely, just because, you know, this guy could get you 130 or 125 receptions this year, maybe seven, eight touchdowns. You might get a special teams touchdown out of him as well, so he's definitely worth the pick. But I just got to believe at the end of the day, you know, the uh, the running backs drop off a cliff once you get yeah. past C.J. Anderson at 10. So you got to get at least one of the good top 10 backs. You know what I mean? It's so important. And you know backs get injured. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You pretty much confirmed my thoughts. Yeah, stick, stick with the back. And then that second pick, you know, jump all over Brown or Gronk or Des Bryant. Or or Jimmy Graham, and I think you'd you'd be yeah. home home free. What what are you looking for for quarterback? Uh, I usually wait because I mean I'm assuming yeah, exactly. that uh, 
you know, Lux and Rogers will be probably taken by the end of the first, if not, you know. So when they come around, I won't, I won't have that chance. So when it, after that, you know, I feel like you can wait because there's not a huge, you know, I'd rather get a kind of elite wide receiver or something like that instead. I like you that. could even like go to the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, well, here's I mean, the thing. The, the way the quarterbacks are lining up, it looks like Luck and Rodgers are, are the elite two. And then, you know, that next group is probably Manning, Breeze, and Roethlisberger maybe in mm-hmm. that group, maybe Matt Ryan. So if you don't get a top five quarterback, I don't think there's a big difference between the next five, which is probably like a, a Matt Ryan, depending on where he falls in there, and then a Russell Wilson, Tony Romo, Matt Stafford, Eli Manning, you know, those guys, maybe Tom Brady if you want to, depending on, you know, how you play out the, the, the suspension. So if you don't get a top five, I would definitely wait and get that next tier of quarterback because there's not a lot of difference in, you know, six to ten. Yeah, I agree. Same. That's, that's usually what I try to do. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, listen, good luck in your draft. Keep Thanks listening and, um, you know, check check out our NFL preview coming up on September 9th, that Wednesday. Definitely will. Thank, thanks for the advice. Hey, great call. Right, Thank you for the call, calling. Peter. Thanks, guys. All right. So, you know, listen, this is exactly the dilemma and really what we want to be able to help fans with and, you know, we can get to these rankings, but one more thing in strategy, Ray, because we both, you know, we're speaking to Peter about that, and, and it's an interesting uh, point and topic. When, when you see these running backs this year more than maybe ever, we know how much of a passing league it is, but there's so few running backs that get to really tote the rock fans. That means carry the ball by themselves. Look, even DeMarco Murray and Jeremy Hill, they're going to have to split some carries with Giovanni Bernard and then Ryan Matthews for the Eagles. So McCoy gets it by himself, mainly. Forte, we don't know Denver with C.J. Anderson. So basically, you're only looking at five guys, definitely, maybe six. So McCoy, Lynch, Lacey, Charles, and Charles sometimes shares with Niles Davis, but mainly Charles, Bell, and, and Adrian Peterson. So, to me, you have to get your back one of those top ten early because after that, you're looking at Jacksonville, the Giants, different teams that they just have two and three backs. Cleveland doesn't even have a starting back yet. They haven't, you know, said Crowell or Duke Johnson. So, to me, the value in getting one of those ten backs, it's, it's, you know, paramount. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's a situation where carries are important and also, you know, you have to look at the depth chart, like you said. And if you're not a top 10 back, I I would say the drop-off starts even earlier. But seven, eight, I I have to get a back, a top seven or eight back, uh, or else, you know, you're you're playing behind the eight ball just because the depth of the position. Unlike wide receiver, where it's nice to have an Antonio Bryant, especially if you're in a PPR league. The wide receiver Antonio Brown, yeah. is Antonio Brown, sorry. Uh, the wide receiver is so deep as a position oh. that you could get tons you know, of guys. Uh, tons of guys. You know, your top twenty-five receivers might get you a thousand yards. So there's so many, and on any given week, the top receiver could go over a hundred. You know, your your receiver exactly. could go over a hundred. I mean, there's so many receivers. So I would say that. Get that running back. I, that's why there's always a run on running backs in our leagues, and I don't know if it's uh, like-minded people or what, but those running backs are so scarce that you got to get them. And then you start to talk about strategies about handcuffing, and then you try to protect against injury. I mean, those are things you can't really predict, but you have to put it in your game plan. I totally agree. Well, let's get to some of these rankings. We've got a couple of positions we're going to do, pretty much everything except for the kicker. We'll just go uh, back and forth a little bit, and then, of course, we'll get into our sleepers. We'll do it quickly, but at the quarterback, number one, I've got Aaron Rodgers, and it doesn't matter to me that Jordy Nelson is gone, and it, it does that for their team and potentially winning the Super Bowl number 50 and somewhat in fantasy, but I think Devontae Adams will step up. Jeff Janis should be good, the kid from Saginaw. 
and also Ty Montgomery, who's looked good from Stanford. So I have Rodgers at one. Who do you have? I have Rodgers as the number one player in the NFL, but the number two quarterback because they don't <laughs> take Jordy Nelson's 15 touchdowns away. He led the league in 20-yard receptions and 30-yard receptions. He's the man on that team. And what it does is it puts a lot of pressure on Randall Cobb to be a number one. It puts a lot of pressure on Devontae Adams to be a number two. Both guys are very good players. And I think Cobb's a top 10 receiver in fantasy, and Devontae Adams bumps up to be you know, potentially a top 15, top 20 receiver. But in Absolutely. real life, I don't think you take Jordy Nelson off the team and don't suffer for it. So I got to love Andrew Luck. He's big. He's strong. He's hungry. He has experience. T.Y. Hilton drops a little too much for a number one receiver in my book. But between Hilton and Moncrief and Adam, um, and Dwayne Allen and uh, his boy, you know, the tight end from, from college, his roommate, Colby you know, Fleener. And don't forget the veteran, yeah, Andre Johnson now. Colby Fleener, right. I was about to say, those are all the returning guys from last year. Then you add the multi-pro bowler in Andre Johnson, who still has something to prove. You know, his last two years in Houston were not Andre Johnson-like. So you add him on, and he's the next And the speedster, Wayne, Philip right? Dorsett. And Philip Dorsett. I'm not even counting Philip Dorsett. He'll, he'll do a little <laughs> something. I don't know how much, but he's just icing on the cake. And then you add the veteran in Frank Gore behind the line of scrimmage, the running back. It's got to be Andrew Luck. And I just think it's, it was close. It was neck and neck, but you lose you lose Jordy Nelson, you, you don't have time to recover from that. You lost him last week. Right. And, and Luck, Luck, to me, Luck's number one. Totally agree with you. Uh, you know, we'll skip – We'll go down to three because we just have them reverse, Rodgers and Luck. I will say this. Luck throws way more interceptions than Rodgers, and that's the reason why I have him there. Plus, I think they both I scramble a little bit because they're both athletic. Yeah, it should. It better. Luck's going to get better. He's, he's reaching the prime of his career. I don't think he's a Brett Favre type where he'll be really high on interceptions his whole career. I think he'll be like a Drew Brees type, maybe not a 70 Seventy-two percent completion guy, but I, I like Luck to cut down his interceptions and, and you know and and challenge uh, challenge Park, challenge Rogers for the MVP. Yes, and I think the number three ranked quarterback is also going to challenge for the MVP. And for me, that's Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers. Now, look, Bryant is going to be out the first four games. Bell's out the first two games, but I think Wheaton and yes, Sammy Coates, the draft pick. From Auburn, I believe that the Steelers, plus they also have some undrafted wide receivers, one from Boston College, guys are going to step up. And Marcus Whedon, I think, has looked good in preseason. He's ready for a good season. And I think away we go. Antonio Brown, Heath Miller, Ben Roethlisberger, and Todd Haley, the OC, it's a marriage that has really worked out great. And Le'Veon Bell is another MVP candidate, even with missing two games. That's how good he is. So I think Big Ben, without a doubt, is three and also an MVP candidate. All right. I'll give you – I'll run off a few. I mean, I agree. I, my guy, Ben Roethlisberger, is number three. So I don't have anything more to add, except that losing Martavis Bryant for four games might hurt him a little bit statistically in the beginning of the season. So I'll say I'll give you my next three. So we went Luck, Rogers, Roethlisberger. You have Rogers, Luck, Roethlisberger. Matt, you know I got Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan as my next three. I think Manning wow. comes back. Uh, I think the end of his uh, um, season last year, that leg was hurting him more than he let on. I think Brees is missing some dynamic receivers in the red zone, so he might not score as many passing touchdowns. They might have to get a little more creative. C.J. Spiller, Mark Ingram, but I still think he's the most accurate quarterback, you know, out there. And Matt Ryan, you know, Julio Jones is the man. I just think that uh, he's got some great rapport with he and Roddy White, and, and uh, you know, he's got depth at the receiver position. They still never really replaced Tony Gonzalez, 
But I just think that offense is going to be humming. If they can get that running game together, that might be one of the better offenses in the league. So those are my next three. Well, agree on um, Breeze and Manning. I just have Breeze four, Wilson five, and Manning six. I'll say this, Breeze, pretty much what you said, I think he's going to be – he wasn't as healthy as we thought he was last year, Uh, not to give him an excuse for the turnovers, but they still had the number one offense, New Orleans, which people kind of forget about statistically. Uh, Brandon Cook should be good. They'll miss Graham, but Brandon Cook should step up, and we'll see if the veteran Marcus Colston and some of their other young people really fill it in. Wilson moves up to me, and I have him five because, number one, he runs the ball perfectly the way that it should be run by a quarterback. Gets moved the chains, gets good yards, doesn't throw many interceptions. And Jimmy Graham will help him in the red zone where he can get some passing touchdowns. Also, watch out for Lockett. His father was good. He's going to be good. Lockett's a stud already in preseason. Watch out for Lockett from Washington. He's going to be a beast. And the kid, Chris Matthews, from the Super Bowl, another tall receiver for them. Eventually, Paul Richardson will come back and help, too. And Doug Baldwin, we'll see what he can do. Manning, he'll be fine. Have him at six. Um, I think he's going to miss Julius Thomas a little bit. Owen Daniels will do good. The offense will be great for him, but he will run the ball ball a lot more because C.J. Anderson and Monte Ball will have the assets in order for Kubiak, and that will be smart to help preserve Manning for the whole season. Let's go down to seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I got Romo there at seven, Matt Ryan, and Phillip Rivers. Who do you got seven, eight, nine? I, we don't have to say much. You said Ryan, everything. Romo, I'll yeah. take this. Stud, great stats. Williams and Bryan and Wynn will be great. They're going to miss DeMarco Murray. That's why I have him down a little bit. Ryan at eight, you're right. He needs a running game. Roddy White's a little banged up, but he'll be back and fine. Phillip Rivers. Don't sleep on him and Stevie Johnson. He misses Gates for the first four games, but they'll be fine, and Keenan Allen will have a bounce-back season. I'm sleeping on Phillip Rivers. He's not in my top 12, so I'm going uh, mm. eight, nine, 7, 8, 9. I go with Russell Wilson, Tony Romo, and Eli Manning. I have uh, Manning putting up big statistical numbers. He had – quietly speaking, a very good season last year statistically after two yeah. bad seasons. Hasn't made the playoffs in two years, so folks in New York are not so happy with him. Uh, he will get his contract extended, and he has himself a number one, and that number one is not Victor Cruz, who's a very good player coming off injury, but Odell Beckham Jr., they found themselves a stud in Odell Beckham. And if Donnell can catch the ball, and if the running back by committee – you know, thing can work out, uh, and the line can keep Eli, you know, relatively healthy, uh, you know, because he's the iron horse, right, doesn't miss games, Eli Manning will have a big game. So I think that's seven, eight, nine. I round out with Matt Stafford at 10. I think that he and, uh, you know, he has had two bad years for him, you know, coming off the 5,000-yard campaign a couple years ago. But I think that if, his wide receivers, uh, you know, it, it all comes down to Megatron. If Megatron is healthy, then everybody plays their role, right? Then Golden Tate is a great, you know, uh, uh, number two uh, role player. Most number Eric, one. <laughs> yeah, Eric Ebron, I think, is a, is a, is a young stud. Uh, he needs to just get that confidence and, and get that rapport with Matt Stafford. So I like Matt Stafford. As much as you like uh, Philip Rivers, I like Matt Stafford. Okay. Well, you know what, you know, and, and the one thing about Stafford, I would say this, the O-line, but also uh, you, they really need to count on Bell and Amir Abdullah to step up the rookie, and I think he will. But your boy Pettigrew and Ebron, they got to hold on to the rock, and they need a third receiver. Now, for 10, for me, I, I kind of have them all tied. And I, it's Cam Newton, Stafford, Manning, and Brady, oh, basically. Oh, come on. That's um, weak. You got you to gotta put your foot in the ground and stake it Okay, you know what? Who is your 10? Who is, I, it? Who is I, it? I was going to say Killer Cam, but with not knowing what Devin Funches will be and really just Jericho Cotri and losing Benjamin, I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with Eli Manning. I, I just hope Victor Cruz gets the explosion back. But, you know, listen, Brady and Stafford are right there, too. So let, let, let's go to these running backs, man. It's, um, 
you know, we already agreed on number one. I'm sure we both have Bell number two. Even though Le'Veon Bell misses two weeks, in fantasy, you have to have him. Not only because of the fact he'll be there for the bulk of the season, but he's there for the playoffs, and he catches many balls, runs the rock. He's a beast. So you have – who's your third? So my – I'll give you three, four, five. I have Eddie Lacy at number three, Jamal Charles at number four, and DeMarco Murray at number five. And if you think about it, these are all different situations, right? Eddie Lacy is is most like Le'Veon Bell, right? He's he's a do-everything back. I think he gets a lot of love now that Jordy Nelson's not there. Um, He, you know, catches out of the backfield. He runs. He's in a great system. He's playing with, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. So he's just, he's awesome. He just needs to stay healthy. Jamal Charles, another guy, little back, needs to stay healthy. Uh, a question mark about Alex Smith and how he's going to move the ball downfield. So, you know, are they just going to key in on Jamal Charles and make Alex Smith beat you? Uh, so it will be very interesting to see what Jeremy Macklin does there. Um, so Jamal Charles, but, you know, he's a guy averages five yards a carry. I mean, he and Adrian Peterson are the only really guys on this list that can average five yards a carry. So he's just awesome, has to stay healthy. And then – I've seen DeMarco Murray go anywhere from 5 to 10. I actually think that in that stretch, high-tempo offense um, in Philadelphia, DeMarco Murray is going to get a lot of love. He's going to get a lot of situations where he's one-on-one at the second level against linebackers, against safeties. And as he showed last year in Dallas, he can make you miss and he can run you over. And he's got that nice combination of speed and power. He's kind of like the poor man's Adrian Peterson. I like him at number five. He's a stud, and I think in this system, look, the Eagles are the highest-scoring team in preseason. That doesn't matter, but guess what? This offense, no matter what, is going to be explosive. And if Sam Bradford can stay healthy, DeMarco Murray, even though he might split carries, he'll do more with less. And maybe not 1,800 rushing yards, maybe fifteen. But he'll be explosive in Philadelphia. So four, five, six for me. It's um, <clears throat> Lacey, Lynch, and Murray. So you already spoke on Lacey and Murray. I agree with you there. Lynch to me at five is a no-brainer because I still think he he's beast mode. He gets the touchdowns. You know, maybe he'll catch a little bit more, but he just runs so much. He's consistent. And yes, Graham will take some of the goal line stuff away. But at the end of the day, beast mode, he might run it in from the 30-yard line. And he's just, he's just totes the rock. So I believe Lynch is the main guy and doesn't have to share carries like Murray might. So he, he's the man there for me at five. So let's go down to seven, eight, nine. I'm doing Hill, Jeremy Hill in Cincinnati. He is thunder and lightning is Giovanni Bernard, but thunder comes often in Cincinnati. They're going to need to lean on him. They look horrible in preseason, but Hill will, will sort of fix them up and help Dalton. McCoy, that hamstring, I'm worried about it already, but if he can make it through a season, he could have a great season and be at the top of this list very easily, LaShawn McCoy and Buffalo. And then nine, Forte, he just does it all. He might be the most underrated, best, versatile running back in the league, catches balls, runs. I just think Cutler and, and, and having the coach, Fox, there, Fox will run the ball a little bit more and give the ball to Forte a little bit more than Tressman did last year. So Forte should have a big season um, for the Bears at nine. And who, do, who rounds it out for you at 10? I mean, we might as well finish the category. Oh, it's just CJ. It, it's CJ Anderson. You know, I, I would debate and say, you know, don't sleep on, on – on, um, you know, Baltimore with Justin Forsett, he's going to have a big year again. And Tressman's there. He'll do well out of the backfield and running. But I got to go with C.J. Anderson because, you know, it's Kubiak, man. And I think C.J. Anderson will get a lot of carries and he'll do well for, for Manning and the Broncos. So I'll tell you where I disagree with your picks. I mean, where I agree with your picks is, you know, we, we sometimes think alike. A couple of points that I disagree with. Number one, uh, I have Matt Forte actually at six. So I think he's going to do great. I think losing Brandon Marshall means that more of the onus is on Forte and Alshon Jeffrey. 
and I think that he'll, especially in the PPR league, he will do all that Matt Forte does, might be the best all-around back in the league. Maybe he doesn't score enough, but does catches the ball, runs the ball, you know, screens down the field. He's, he's, he's great. I, I like him a lot, especially given that uh, he'll pick up some of Marshall's slack. The one I, I really – it hurts me to say this, but I, I think that Marshawn Lynch is going to slip after two straight years of going to the Super Bowl, picking up Jimmy Graham, who's an unbelievable red zone asset, and just the years of, of the, you know, the wear and tear on the body, you know, Jamal Anderson style and Earl Campbell style. He is getting beat up. And you know what? There's a reason that Seattle didn't want to extend him two years ago. And they didn't want to extend him last year. And they're always reluctantly giving him the money. Now, he's an integral part of that team. But they did extend him. (laughs) But they did one uh, one year at a time, though. So maybe they know something we don't know in terms of his longevity. He just signed a two-year deal this time around. He signed a two-year deal. That's the last one. Well, and they may have an opt-out after one, right? So uh, it's not guaranteed he'll be back for 2016. But – I just think that at a certain point, and I don't know when that is, so I'm speculating, I admit, that little nuance drops him from me from six down to nine. I think that those carries add up, and I think eventually a guy like that runs into the wall, and maybe it's not completely this year, but I see him dropping to the latter half of the top ten. And who do you have at ten? At ten, I have a guy that I want – this is more from my heart. And maybe that's silly because I really should be thinking from my brain, but I say number 10 is a guy named Frank Gore who is going <laughs> to resurrect his career. Maybe he'll get one or two more years, but how awesome would it be to be the running back? And I know Dan Boom Heron is there, but how awesome would it be to be the running back in the Andrew Luck-led system indoors, on the turf, in a division that scores a lot with a bunch of offensive weapons. So Did you hear what Frank Gore called Andrew Luck? What he he called, called Andrew Luck a football god. A football god? He said, god? this guy is so smart and so intelligent, he's a football god. That's what Frank Gore said about Andrew Luck. you got to think that Frank Gore will never face eight in the box, right? So, I just see him having a top 10 season. Now, maybe I'm overrating him and he may be top 15, but I, I you know, in my heart I'm rooting for Frank Gore because I think that, that maybe a couple good years push him into the Hall of Fame, but I just I like this guy, and I think this is the perfect setup for him at this stage of his career. No, listen, I mean, I, you can't really disagree with that. He's, he's Frank Gore. He's a Hall of Famer. We've talked about that on our show on Hall of Fame Fridays. And that's where I think Beast Mode and Frank Gore will wind up. So let's just take a quick break, and Ray and Tay will come back with our rankings, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. So far, we've talked about quarterbacks, running backs. We had a great caller talking draft strategy, tight ends. Who do you go with in the first round? So let's just jump right in to those wide receivers. What we both agree is the deepest position in all of fantasy and the deepest position in the years. There are so many good wide receivers. But let's talk about our top ten. Well, Right off the bat, I stay in Pittsburgh, and I, without a doubt, I have Antonio Brown, number one. You know, just so many receptions, close to Marvin Harrison's record last year. I think he had, what, 129? I mean, he, he's just off the charts. He's a beast and, you know, averages no less than six receptions a game. He comes through, just gets your points all over the place. So without a doubt, I have Brown one, 
and your boy from Dallas, Dez Bryant, too. Desi Dez, stats will come down a little bit without DeMarco Murray, but I think Dez is just going to have a great year because I think that O-line, him and Romo, Witten, and, and Terrence Williams will step up, which helps, you know, Dez. So you got to watch out because Dez, he'll catch those touchdowns. I agree with those two. So let's just keep the, the show moving. I'll roll. I'll give you my next four. So I have Brown and Brian. I go with Odell Beckham Jr. at number three. That may be high for some folks, but I really think he is in real football a top five wide receiver. And in fantasy football, he's my number three. The guy has unbelievable hands. We know that. He's got Victor Cruz coming back. He's got Eli Manning. No sophomore slump? Uh, no sophomore slump. This guy is the real deal. I, you know, he's going to come on the scene like Des Bryant did, uh, you know, and Julio Jones did, and uh, Megatron did. Unbelievable talent. Speaking of Megatron, I think he's back. I think he's healthy. Uh, he and Matt Stafford are the best, you know, kind of one-two combo in terms of they, they're in sync. They, they know each other's game. They're both in the prime of their careers. So for him, it's all about health. Megatron is, you know, the ultimate wide receiver, and he just needs to stay healthy. And I think having, you know, a, a really good Golden Tate as a number two wide receiver, they need to get that running back and the tight end situation settled so that they don't, uh, you know, double-team him all the time. But I think he's my number four. And then I have Julio Jones at number five. You know, just – can he be underrated? I mean, the guy's a pro bowler. He's a big – but he basically does everything you want out there, and he can carry, you know, an offense. And I just think that uh, even in double-team scenarios, he's that good. And he and Matt Ryan have great chemistry, and I think that Roddy White coming back helps him. You know, Roddy White's always going to be banged up, but, uh, you know, he just happens. He finds a way to get on the field, and I just think that that chemistry between everybody on that offense, but specifically Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, put him at number five for me. Okay, so that's uh, interesting. We definitely have some differences. Um, and you don't have this guy from three to six at all. So for me at three, I'm going with what they call him, Bebe. Demarius Thomas got the contract. He's got Manning, no Julius Thomas, so he might even get more touchdowns. He does have Sanders, Lattimore. Um, this kid is everything in a wide receiver, and his yak is, you know, top three the last three seasons. Demarius Thomas is a stud at four. I kind of agree with you, Odell Beckham. I think Eli and him are building something. You really need Victor Cruz to step up and Ruben Randall along with the running game. I think Shane Vereen will open things up because you're going to have to watch him out of the backfield a little bit, catching passes. Odell Beckham, my only concern is a little bit of the sophomore jinx and double teams. But he's got enough talent around him that they can't double-team him all game because they'll pay for it. Megatron, five. He said everything about him. And I think Amir Abdullah and Joy Bell will help him out as much um, as, as, as Golden Tate does. At six, I don't even remember his name, but I love it. It's like Alderon something green. A.J. Green, baby. He, to me has had the injuries, and that's what slowed him down like Megatron. But he said, I want to be and want to be known as the best receiver in football. And believe you me, and you know it too, this kid has the talent to do it. So out of Cincinnati, A.J. Green is my number six receiver, Andy Dalton's best friend. And remember, Marvin Jones is back. So that means he had 10 touchdowns two years ago, Marvin Jones and Sanu. That helps A.J. Green tremendously. And Tyler and Eifert, I think, yeah, I think that, that's true. Yeah, let's move it along so we can get to our sleepers at the end. So I'll finish out the wide receiver category. Let me know what you think and, and, and where you come out. I have Demarius Thomas at seven. I just have a feeling that he's going to take a little bit of a step back. I think this kid Lattimore in Denver, the rookie, is going to catch some balls. So I think he's going to have a great season. And being the number seven overall wide receiver means you're still having a great season. But I have him slipping a little bit. Demarius Thomas. I have Randall Cobb at number eight. Uh, you know, the number one receiver for Aaron Rodgers was Jordy Nelson. Now it's Randall Cobb, so that automatically makes him a top ten. I don't know that he can handle all the double teams that he'll get. So, uh, you know, still deserves to be in the top ten. 
Number nine is my stud pick of the year from about the game five on. He may have been the best wide receiver in the game. He and Odell Beckham. My man, Mike Evans. Johnny Manziel, homie from Texas A&M. I got him number nine. I think he's going to have a bonanza of a year and just doing big things. And when you have Vincent Jackson and Safari, uh, Safari and Jenkins, you know, taking up some of the defenders, you, you're probably not going to face too many double teams. Big, strong kid, young, fast stud. Next, T.Y. Hilton. Drops too many passes as a number one. For me, to put him higher, but being Andrew Luck's number one is also going to be, a, you know, a big deal. Now, Andrew Luck's going to spread it out a lot, but I still think T.Y. Hilton is his guy. They came in together. They kind of got comfortable together, and he's going to have a great season. So that's my number 10. Sounds good. Seven through ten for Tay. I got Julio Jones at seven. You know, you could have put him at four. He's so great, but I just have him at seven. Worried that they don't have a third wide receiver or tight end, but Julio Jones is the man. Number eight, I agree with you, Randall Cobb. Probably would have had Jordy Nelson a little bit higher than eight, but Randall Cobb, worried about the double teams, like you said, but I think Devontae and him, they're all played great this year with a Raj. Aaron Rodgers is the man. Number nine, I was going to pick Alshon Jeffrey, but with that calf injury and him not healthy, and he'll probably be there for week one, but the calf can come back quickly. I'm going to have to move him down, and I'm going with what you said, Mike Evans. He's the man. And the one other thing you didn't mention with him, so I don't repeat what you said, the muscle hamster is back and looking healthy. Doug Martin, the running game. That will help Mike Evans tremendously. And I think Jameis Winston turns out to be potential rookie of the year with all his weapons around him, and he looks good already. So Mike Evans at nine. Uh, Ten, I have to agree with you, and it's it's T.Y. You know, he's actually explosive. He's got a lot of people, though, for luck to throw the ball to. So his stats could be down a little bit. So maybe Alshon Jeffries healthy catches him. But I, I like T.Y. at 10. And right there with, the, you know, him is, is basically a healthy Jeffrey and Brandon Cooks in New Orleans with um, Drew Brees. He's going to be a beast. Let's get to these tight ends. Is it Gronk and Graham, number one, for both of us, one and two? Yeah, Gronk and then Graham? all day. All, day. Yeah. all right, well, give me, give me your three through six. Who are you rocking with? So I'm going with Travis Kelsey from Kansas City. Uh, an ah. aging but still really good Greg Olson at number four. Martellus Bennett in Chicago, especially with Alshon Jeffrey banged up and losing Brandon Marshall is number five. And my guy from Cleveland, who I drafted really high last couple of years, who has been a disappointment, is going to turn it around. Jordan Cameron is going to be Tannehill's best friend. So I got him at number six. Okay, well, I have Olsen at three, especially with the Benjamin injury. He's going to get so many targets. And he's found the fountain of youth down there in Carolina. Kelsey, I have it for. Look, Macklin's going to help Kelsey. Macklin will get in the end zone, and wide receivers will get touchdowns. And that's only going to help a tight end, Kelsey, who Alex Smith loves. And Kelsey needs to just play a full 16 and stay healthy. Number five, I got Bennett. He's, he's going to do a lot because they're going to miss, you know, uh, White. We don't know if he'll play this season. Kevin White, the rookie, who I think would have been a stud. And they don't have uh, Brandon Marshall. So Jeffrey's going to need some help. And I think Bennett will be there to do it. Eddie Royal will help out too. But it, it's what it is. And let's just hope Cutler doesn't throw too many picks. At six, it's hard-hitting Jason Wynn. The legend, the, the man from Dallas. Just Mr. Consistency. He gets, you know, 90 receptions, four or five touchdowns. He'll be a good pickup for you at tight end. So... No, I'll finish out 10, the category. Yeah, I'll finish out the category. I'll say two things that'll that'll be controversial for you anyway. Is I don't think Jason Witten's a top ten tight end anymore. I think mm. the days are over. I think age mm. caught up to him. As a Dallas fan, I've been watching this guy, and 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 I'm I'm sorry. You're a Cowboy he's, fan. How can you say I that? I know oh he's Tony. Goodness. He's Tony Romo's guy. Tony Romo's guy. They go to the games together. They hang out with Jerry Jones. But he's not a top ten receiver. And your guy, Julius. I think Julius Thomas drops to number nine. I think that Hearns and Robinson are just not enough. Julius Thomas is going to get 
double teamed up the middle of the field. So to me, seven, eight, nine, ten, our Zach Ertz from Philly is going to benefit from stretching the defense, and I think this kid Nelson Aguilar is going to be good, and he's going to stretch the defense a little bit. He'll be a, a very solid replacement for Jeremy Macklin. Opens it up for Ertz. I think a healthy Tyler Eifert, like we said, Sanu and A.J. Green and um, uh, Mike um, – what's his name? The Marvin Jones the third receiver, yeah. open it up, Tyler Eifert up the middle all day. Julius Thomas would have been one, two, or three had he stayed in Denver, but now he's number nine. And I like Delaney Walker at number 10. And I think he's going to have a nice little chemistry there with with, with, uh, with Marcus Mariota. Well, I love Walker, the veteran. He's uh, very savvy. So seven, I have Julius Thomas. I think it's going to be Blake Bortles' best friend uh, his second year. They'll work out well together. Jordan Cameron, I have at eight in Miami. I think Miami is a very sleeper team. Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker will get back soon. They're going to go to Cameron a lot. You know, Jarvis uh, Landry Jones or Jarvis Landry and um, Kenny Stills. We'll see how they all do. Zach Ertz at nine. I just think anybody in that Philly offense is someone that needs to be in a top ten pick. Basically, and Ertz, you know, he's got the talent, so I think he'll do well with Sam Bradford. At ten, it's uh, it's Tyler Eifert, but I think Kyle Rudolph is right there with Teddy Bridgewater, so they should be exciting. Let's get to the defense. First off, man, without a doubt, it's these guys that keep getting through the Super Bowl. That Seahawks defense is sick. The guys are finally healthy. They were all injured, had surgery a month after the Super Bowl or a couple of weeks after. They're back. Seattle won. I got Buffalo and that beast of a defense of Rex Ryan, too. Do we agree on those? Yeah, Seattle, Buffalo, one and two for me. Okay, so give me your three through six. Houston, I got Houston, I got the Texans. Uh, I think they put pressure on the quarterback. They always needed help in the secondary. I think that will be stabilized this year. I think they cause a lot of turnovers. I think they get a lot of sacks. I got Houston number three. I got our Jets at number four. Even with Sheldon Richardson leaving, I think this kid Leonard Williams is going to be nice. I think that uh, they've got a defensive mentality from Rex Ryan carried on through Todd Bowles. They're going to be very nice. Um, five, I got Miami again, causing a lot of turnovers. Uh, they're going to be, a, you know, a sleeper defense in reality, and a, definitely a top five, I think, defense in fantasy. And then number six, I have the Cincinnati Bengals again, top four pass rushers pressuring the quarterback, creating turnovers, alleviating some of the pressure on the secondary, good run-stopping linebackers, can cover some people too. So that's my number six. Wow, we have a lot different. Okay, so I agree with you with three. Uh, definitely like Kevin Johnson back there with Jonathan Joseph. The rookie Kevin Johnson will be great. Jadavion Clowney and Wolfork will be a great addition with Watt. They're going to be really tough. At four, I've got the Rams, the best defensive line probably in the NFL. Um, I like uh, the secondary linebacker speed. The Rams are going to be really aggressive, hard-hitting defense, um, and that's what their coach preaches. At five, I have the Eagles. I think getting Thurman and Maxwell, they've got corners. Kiko Alonso, a linebacker. That defense is going to be attacking, and they're going to be – they're really underrated. I I have them up there at five. And at six, man, I think you forgot about them. Don't forget about them. By the time I get to Arizona, the Cardinals have a beast of the defense. Patrick Peterson got the diabetes, has it under control now. The secondary is going to be big. Tyron Matthews healthy. They are going to be exceptional. And that defensive line, man, Calais Campbell's a beast. Watch them. So who you got seven through ten? I like that. Let's finish out the category. Carolina at seven. I have St. Louis at eight. The Rams with that fearsome, foursome pass rusher combo. I have the Arizona Cardinals at nine, and I have the Green Bay Packers at number ten. I think they revert back to a couple years ago where they got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, caused some havoc, Clay Matthews settling in, Peppers. Uh, they've got a bunch of uh, uh, you know young kids that need to deliver, but I think they'll be a top ten defense. Well, seven through ten for me, it's a little bit different from you, but I, I, I have to go with Baltimore. I was going to put Miami there. I still worry about Miami secondary and stuff, so I have them a little bit later possibly. But Baltimore, to me, it's veterans, it's savvy, it's great coaching. 
Secondary is their only real question, but that front and the linebackers, they might miss not a little bit, but they've got a lot of studs up there. And Terrell T. Sizzle, he's still got it. He's in his prime still, and they're going to be dangerous. Cleveland at eight, I think the secondary is exceptional. I think being able to stop the run is what they could not do, and now they'll be able to do it. They've drafted Danny Shelton, signed some guys. I think the Cleveland Browns, their defense is going to keep them around almost to 500, possibly. I got your Jets, or our Jets, at nine. Uh, worried about the linebackers. Worried about the linebackers. But Todd Bowles knows how to blitz and, and, and mix things up a little bit. Secondary and the defensive line is going to be incredible. The Jets will be a scoring defense. And you know what Revis and Camardi could do. At 10, I was going to go with KC, man, because of Don Terry Poe. Uh, uh, David Johnson's Eric back. back. Eric Berry's back. So Kansas City's right there, and then you got to throw in Miami, tied for ten, because Miami, you know, the defensive line will wake uh, Olivier Vernon and Sue. Wow, watch out for Miami. Let's just hope Brent Grimes stays healthy, and that secondary will be good. But KC, Miami, sure. very dangerous defense. Let's yeah. get to these sleepers so before we yeah, yeah before the show runs don't out. Sleep on them. Talk them. Oh, don't sleep on me. So sleeper quarterbacks. You know what? It's funny. I got an old veteran and a young guy. Sleepers for me, Derek Carr in Oakland. He is a young, up-and-coming. I don't want to say he's a stud yet, but I think he's going to be all right. And if this kid Amari Cooper turns out to be a baller like they hope he will, I think that, uh, you know, Carr's going to improve on last year and do fine. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that AFC West. So, uh I like for David Carr, and I also like Andy Dalton. I think he gets disrespected, but in terms of a fantasy quarterback in regular season play, with all of his offensive yeah. weapons, Andy Dalton's a very decent fantasy pickup. He's looking like trash right now. I'll say that. My sleepers are Teddy Bridgewater, I think, the sophomore year, and now have an AP and a healthy Rudolph, and adding to the receivers of Wallace. Wow, watch Teddy B take off. He's a, a good number two in fantasy, and you can play him more than one week. And then Jameis Winston, potential rookie of the year, and I think Jameis will do well with all that offense around him. Running backs, break it down for me. Who are your sleepers? C.J. Spiller, I think, is the new Darren Sproles. If he can stay healthy, he can do big things with Drew Brees. He's more dynamic than Mark Ingram, and they need to get him in space, and he'll be great. Um, your boy, Andre Ellington, another guy two years ago, five yards of carry, just needs to stay healthy. Uh, I think they have enough, especially if the quarterback stays healthy, um, uh, you know, handing the ball and getting the ball to Ellington in space. I look for him to have a big year. Should be fun. Well, for me, for the running back, I've got a couple of guys, man. Without a doubt, if this guy is healthy, I don't know when he's going to start to play. But Todd Gurley, if – he even plays 14 games, could, has potential to be rookie of the year. I think he's going to be explosive. I like Ingram. They're going to run the ball more. Watch out for David Cobb in Tennessee and Carlos Hyde in San Francisco. think they should be good. Let's go to those receivers. Who are you talking about? I like Cody Latimer in Denver. He's going to be what Emmanuel Sanders was last year, the number three option. Nobody will ever double-team him. He's a young stud. Look for Cody Latimer as a mid-to-late-round pickup. Nelson Aguilar, the kid from USC, is having a great rookie you know, preseason. He is going to get some studly looks. He's going to take up some of the slack that Jeremy Macklin had. And Sam Bradford, if there's one thing Sam Bradford is, is accurate. So if you're open, he'll get you <laughs> the ball. All right. Well, I think Brian Quick would got? do well being healthy, Brian Quick being healthy with Nick Foles. I like Allen Robinson down at Jacksonville. He was having a good rookie year, got hurt, but I think you got to watch for him with, with uh, Blake Bortles. They had some chemistry. And you cannot sleep on the guy who disappeared in San Francisco after he left Buffalo. But I think him and Phillip Rivers will get it going. Stevie Johnson still got a lot of juice in the tank. Watch him as the veteran wide receiver number two in San Diego. Tight ends, who are you rocking with? Tight ends. So I got a young guy and an old veteran. So I got Safarian Jenkins. You know how those rookie quarterbacks need a tight end to be their Linus. And just like you said, you know, Blake Borles is going to have his Linus in uh, Julius Thomas. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that Jameis Winston can use a Linus. 
He's got the big studs outside, but those are high-risk, high-reward passes that he's going to throw to, to Evans, uh, you know, Vincent Jackson. He needs himself a tight end. Owen Daniels in Denver, right? Peyton Manning from about the midway point of his career on has always made guys happy at the tight end position. Think about Jacob Tammy. Think about guys that, you know, may not be the studs. I mean, Julius Thompson's a stud. But Owen Daniels is going to have a very solid season as a as a tight end in that Denver offense. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think this guy, Kurt Warner, worked out with Colin Kaepernick, and so I think that will benefit Vernon Davis. Yo, Terps, people have forgotten all about him. A lot of speed and talent still. Charles Clay left Miami, went up to the, the north to Buffalo. It's normally reversed. People leave Buffalo or New York to go to Miami, but Clay will have Over. success with Buffalo. Whoever the quarterback is, and we'll see E.J. Manuel starting in the third game, but I think it might be Tyrod Taylor. They're going to get the ball to Charles Clegg. And I think, don't sleep on Josh Hill, Drew Brees' new friend at tight end, think the kid should be uh, somewhat electric and do good. Give me your defense, and then we'll end with uh, when you should draft a kicker and stuff and, and defense. Yeah, so I think draft. you mentioned Cleveland. I love their secondary. I think they've got a, a really underrated defense. I'm say Cleveland and Minnesota. I think the Vikings actually, mm. especially if they can do ball control on offense, limit the number of possessions, I think their defense will be pretty good. And they have a good coach who's great at teaching defense. I, I totally agree with you. Well, for me, you mentioned it, and I'll throw in somebody else in the hat. Definitely Green Bay. Um, they're going to miss Tremont Williams, though, so we'll see how that secondary works out. I like your Cowboys, especially once, you know, you got Gregory and Hardy. And, and you know, I don't like the injury to Skandrick, but I think Byron Jones and Mo Claiborne needs to step up. You get the secondary short up, the Cowboys defense will be a lot better. And then, of course, the Patriots, Belichick. Listen, they won't have Revis. They're going to mismatch and this and that. They lost Wilford. They lost Browner. But they have Belichick and Chandler Jones and Mayo are back, and the, those guys are game changers. So watch out for the Patriots, Packers, and Cowboys. So before we end the show, it's been a great fantasy football preview. Real quick, tell people without a doubt, and I know you agree with this, folks, if you're in a 16, 17, 18 round draft, without a doubt, take the kicker, the absolute last pick. They don't score enough points. It's just draft strategy. Be smart. I hate when people take kickers early. I don't care if it's the best kicker. Take the kicker last pick. Yeah, the difference <laughs> between Steven Goskowski and the, you know, 10th third kicker back. is not a big deal. So I agree your last pick should be your kicker. And even defense, I wouldn't even run out. Maybe if it's Seattle, but I wouldn't run, you know, earlier than the 10th round to get a defense. But I know that somebody out there in the sixth round is going to pick up Seattle. So don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Just don't yeah, put Seattle yeah. on your radar. Get the fourth, third, fourth, fifth defense. Get them in the 10th, 11th, 12th round and, and, and stack up on your skill positions. Totally agree. Defense is no need until 10th, 11th round. Listen, there's a lot of injuries. You've got to get your third and fourth running back. You have to keep four or five running backs, whatever your league is, because guys get hurt. So defense can wait. And then quarterback, Ray, like you said, if you're not getting Luck or Rodgers in that, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15, what round do you think fans should predominantly look for a quarterback? Because there is some depth and you've got a lot of guys that can get points. Is it so six to eight? Yeah, number? I think it's a three-tiered strategy. If you want to go first or second round for Luck or Rodgers, go for it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but but I, I hear you. Next group right. you said was uh, uh, Breeze, Roethlisberger, you know, Peyton. Those guys should be coming off the board in the third, fourth, fifth round. If you don't do that, then wait and get one of the next tier guys in the sixth, seventh round. So if you go with that, you might get yourself a Matt Ryan or a Russell Wilson or a Tony Romo, but you'll have probably – two stud running backs, two stud receivers, and yourself a really sweet tight end, and then you'll also get Matt Ryan or Tony Romo or Russell Wilson. So I think that and might three be good receivers, to employ. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably three good receivers, two good running backs, and a tight end potentially. No, I totally agree with you. And guess what? If you wait even seven or eight, and if you wanted to draft, you know, like the seventh round and then come quickly back with a tenth round, 
you could probably still wind up with a Matt Ryan and then have Eli or Cam Newton as your backup. And then you just look at matchups and go week to week. And I don't think that's a bad strategy at all because you're still going to get points. And guess what, folks? Brady, he's dropping in a lot of drafts. We might know August 31st, and we might not know September 4th. We, who knows? So exactly. we're still waiting. And, and the opposite Brady, of that Brady strategy, drop. right, the opposite of that Matt Ryan strategy is if you do pick Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck, big stud quarterbacks, don't bother getting a second quarterback until the double-digit rounds, or late double-digit oh, rounds. 13, like 12, 13, yeah, 14. Because if Andrew Luck goes down, you're done, okay? But you're going for the home run, and the home run scenario is stack up on all those other receivers and all those other running backs and depth of tight end and get yourself Andrew Luck's backup in round 12, 13, or 14. Ray, I am excited. Our draft, I smell them. They're around the corner. We're in three leagues together. It's going down, baby. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Everybody tune in. Join us Monday. Uh, Check the website for the time. But Monday, we're going to have a great college football preview show. We're going to bring in an interview with Charles Davis, but we'll have George Reister live. Obviously, Charles is from uh, Fox Sports and NFL Network, but he does the games with Gus Johnson every Saturday for Fox Sports. That's a great interview. And then live, George Reister from The Beast 980 in California, a former tight end in the NFL with Jacksonville, and an Oregon Duck. So he will definitely talk Pac-12, give us a college football playoff prediction. So join Ray and Tay with our college football preview Monday, August 31st. Have a great sports weekend. Out. See you on Monday. Peace. Watch some baseball. Let's go Yankees. Do good. Uh. Who's fault?